no matter where we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby. Stereo Bros Podcast, episode 57, which is the same street in Manhattan I do not go above, because Harlem is dirt. It's your boy PNL. we back. <laughs> disrespectful. Oh my God. We back. Respectfully. We oh. back. Who else we got? Who else we got out here? Hi, everybody. It's Hatshepsut. Greetings. Ah, whatever. Hi, it's Jazzy. Here we go. Episode 57 on deck. New season. I know y'all missed us. We missed y'all too. But y'all probably missed us more than we missed y'all. But we back. We out here. Sorry, sorry for the delay, but we out here, man. Um, we're going to jump right into it. You know, a topic we haven't done in a while, but we're going to bring it back. Things we miss about Brooklyn. So for those of you that had the pleasure of growing up in Brooklyn, and even for those that did not have the pleasure, <laughs> one of the best things about growing up in Brooklyn was that a dollar or two could carry you far. And we talked about before how, you know, with heroes and chips and that kind of stuff, but the candy store, Miss Pearls, Ricky's, Alfonso's, <laughs> whatever the name of the candy store, you could go in there with a brown paper bag and get... Everything from sweetest fish, yeah. it was two set candy, it was five cent candy, yeah. it was ten set candy. I know my favorite candy was the sweetest fish, and then the colorful sour powers, and then I think the other one I liked was those um and don't judge me, but I, I used to like candy corn. Really? Nobody likes candy corn. See? But I said don't judge me. <laughs> I like candy corn, and it was always mad cheap. It was like a thousand pieces for three for that three cents. Nobody likes it. <laughs> exactly, so it was, it was more for me. <laughs> it was more for me. It tastes like wax. That shit is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's mad mean. That's that's bullying. I'm sorry. I'm just, as you brought this up, I realized, like, I am not really, I've never, ever really been, like, a candy person. I love Sour Powers. Red Sour Powers are... That's lit. That was the only thing I would eat. But I'm more like a savory person. So I will walk with my friends to the candy shop, but I, if I wasn't getting, like, a little $5, you remember the little $5 bag? Where yeah. Mad and I'm yeah, you OD, you OD with that shit. You just put the whole store in that shit. $5? <laughs> oh, man. Oh uh, yeah, if I wasn't getting that, I wasn't getting anything else. Yeah, I'm the chocolate girl. So like I I wasn't really into all of the extra sugary stuff. Mm. Um, I did have great respect for the red sour power. I did have great respect for that. I had great respect for um, you know, a a um what do you call those? Not hot tamales. Were they hot tamales? They're just like this really spicy candy. Like what? Huh? Was it Warheads? Warheads. That was it. They were. I liked. I liked Warheads. They were <laughs> Warheads. This was yes. disgusting, yes. and they were dangerously spicy. At one point, I had something. I had a little thing going on with peanut chews. I knew you was going to say that. I knew you was going to say <laughs> peanut chews. I was waiting for you to say that shit. All the, all the bullies and serial killers ate peanut chews. Yo, I used to be like, oh my God, this is so amazing. This is for like five cents. I loved it. Because nobody it. liked them. <laughs> but they were still just giving me one for five cents, not a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I the other thing I I did like that I forgot to mention was like those those gums. It was like it was like a pink gum 
in a white package. Not bubblelicious. It was like a round ball in a white package. I can't remember the name of this shit, but it was mad good. And it was just like, it was a little expensive. It was like 10 cent, but it was good too. Um, but, but I think we got to go through like our top, together top five list of like candies. Candy. Yeah, because I definitely like the red sour power got to be on there. You got to say sour patch kids. Who? Starburst. Starburst. Red Starburst. Yeah, Starburst too. Although I didn't eat anything with gelatin. Ah, the pork. Yeah. But they wouldn't like this. You remember the little burgers? The little yes, the, the mini burger. The, the burger sandwich. <laughs> they were so good. It was mad good. So that's three. Steph, you got anything else? Um. Yeah, okay. So I'm Snickers. Yeah, that's my favorite. Snickers was a, like the mini ones or the or the jumbo one because the mini ones oh, they come along until later. They're good. Snickers. Cents. Do you remember that when they used to be seventy five cents? Mm-hmm. No, it was fifty cent. It was fifty cent at one point. Yeah. I'm like, this is nuts. Like it's like the same size, but now it's like a dollar seventy seventy something in, in the Walgreens or whatever. Anyway, I think I would add throw peanut chews in there for me. You know, I'm not gonna add the Snickers because that's still relevant. But corner store classic peanut shoes. Um, e money, you got anything else? No, that's it on my candy. Yeah, now in terms of candy bars, though, I mean, there's there's too many. I'm not gonna get into candy bars because it's definitely Snickers. You gotta you gotta talk about uh, Three Musketeers, like. <laughs> there's a few other ones in there there's a few other ones oh henry's nobody's seeing snickers but but there's a few yeah well also audible mentioned the charleston chews because those was mad good too no 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 charleston chew mm. you know what i don't know i don't I, know i think that as a high value man <laughs> my thoughts on candy matter a lot and <laughs> I know it's been a while since we've been on this here thing but we gotta we gotta talk about the prophet the scholar the Kevin God Samuels God. and his platform and all of the uh the controversy surrounding it um I'll let the ladies kick it off if they would like to on this you know, super important topic, but I think that we gotta we gotta talk about Kevin Samuels. It's only right, you know what I mean? But wait, you know what's funny? Because remember we talked about him when he did that first video, the viral video where he was like in the basement telling the girl she was like a six, mm-hmm. if that. Mm-hmm. Like that shit was so disrespectful, right? And to see that clip and just like it's just like why are you asking this guy for advice who would like who is he why would he why would you even let this man like a lifestyle consultant right exactly i i can't wait till somebody exposes ass i cannot wait until it happens it's gonna be so hilarious but i will say since then when we had that conversation I've listened to several of his videos and the man ain't lying at, at several times. I would say I agree with like 80% of what he says. I do wish he would. But anyway, you talk, I like to hear from, from you guys. Well, clearly uh, PNL is all for him. I'll let Steph weigh in if she wants to. Um, I think Kevin Samuels is a bozo. <laughs> Whoa. Ain't nothing to you. I think he's a fucking clown. Like, there's a choice in how you deliver a message, and it matters just as much as the message, okay? And if you are consulting niggas on their lifestyles, chances are you have to be pretty well-versed on deciphering how to communicate what this person needs. It's not about that with this nigga. It's about being, it's, it's about power for him, you know? Because it doesn't, like, that. the thing with him is that, like, it isn't that 
he doesn't have things that are factual in his language, right? But it's very gaslighty, where it's kind of, where it's like laden with these extra layers of violence. But because it's facts, because you can identify with the 70% fact in it, you're like, he's got a point though, so you accept the abuse. And to me, I'm just not for the shit. I don't like, I don't find another way to fucking say it. Find another method because no man, how much, how, look at the percentage of people who are going on his show. I understand that men go on there too, but that's not what's making his bread and butter. It's the destruction of these women publicly. It's the reading of these women publicly that gives him his traction. And so for that- How tall are you? Right, for that reason alone- No, 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 she's asking you, you, I'll tell you. (laughs) Dress size, dress size. It's so violent. (laughs) That shit is so violent. I mean, if if y'all are watching it for like comedic relief, then, then I'm all for it. But I really, I would hope that we have not gotten to a place where we feel that, where our self-esteems are that low that we are actually holding on to this nigga as some kind of like. So yes, I agree his tone, but as he says, this is my tone, I'm not changing it. And at the end of the day, when you go on Oprah's show, you don't tell Oprah how to ask you a question Mm -hmm. because it's Oprah's platform and you agreed to come, right? I also think that part of it is that like uh, what like certain things that he says that I identify as truth even though they're very much blanketed in general statements is like sometimes black women's I guess tone with men is not nice Mm -hmm. and I have seen that not to say I don't I the I I black women support black men that's not a question in my mind that is not you know that is how I see our group right however I think sometimes the stress that has been put on us by society by other black men that have eroded our, you know, not only self-esteem, but just like, like, like broken us down, like has hardened and caused that reaction. Absolutely. But I also see that it's not gonna be black men that change the dynamic. I think it really is gonna have to be black women in our approach. Absolutely. And that is why he he targets the bl- the woman to raise the standard. But ding, 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 time, ding, ding, ding. But at the same time, you have to put some of the onus on the men. And I I've, I've heard him reference certain things, but just not as much. And like maybe he's waiting till he gets to like the pinnacle of popularity to drop that but I think he should just start dropping it soon because it starts to come off as you know black women are the problem and I'm not saying that I don't identify some of the things that he has said as as problems but there are also things that black men are not doing and not holding themselves accountable with and I'm not seeing that message come across as much you're never gonna see it. That's what I'm like. It's like can I chime in? We're gonna see it because this is big business. Look at the Derek Jackson. There's a lane for this for telling right. those self-esteem women. Before we get right. to, to before we get to Derek Jackson, I just want to say a couple of things about the good brother, Doctor Prophet <laughs> Scholar Kevin Samuels, because I talk to women about him on a regular basis, and I've had women say. I bet you you love that Kevin Samuel nigga, don't you? And I'm like, who? The first time I heard it, I'm like, who are you talking about? And I watched this shit. The first one I saw was actually like a fat security guard nigga called up there. And he was like, man, woman ain't shit. He was like, tell me about yourself. Dude was like 5'5", five, five, He was like, first of all, you're too short and fat to be saying 
what you want in a woman. Second of all, how much do you make? Oh, I make about $20 a week. He's like, the last thing you should worry about right now is a woman. <laughs> you need to worry about your career, right? That's the first one I saw Kevin Samuels. And then I saw the ones with the women where he was like, you know, dress size and this and the third. So what I'll lead with is that Kevin Samuels, what people don't know as much, and this is kind of what you got to say too, but he actually has an entire Facebook group for dating that's been getting people married because they go into that group kind of looking like it's invite only. And I think that people go into that group kind of through his platform saying men and women are both saying like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, be on some bullshit. I'm going to go into this honest and open and look for the right things in a mate. And he's actually getting people together and he's leading to a lot of engagements. So he's actually working to get people together. Now, in terms of his harsh delivery for men, I think I'm all for him telling men that they ain't shit. When it comes to women, you know, I have always talked about overconfident mediocrity for men and women in this society. There's a lot of people that are walking around feeling themselves because they can dress or because they cute, but deep at their core, they ain't shit. And I think sometimes people are, are walking around entitled. And I think that a lot of what he says, the themes that I think he's spot on about are that at the at its core, a lot of black women do not take care of their health, right? So a lot of black women, and I'm not saying all, right? But I'll say some black women do not care for their health. And some black women, like there's mad, there's mad body types. Shout out to the fluffies. I'm not knocking none of the fluffies, right? But I think that line sometimes can get blurred. And I think that um, whether we like to admit it or not, some women are okay with not being healthy, right? Now, he says, Average average weight is like, you know, 120 or whatever. I don't know a woman that weighs 120 pounds, right? But at, but what I do like is that he's encouraging women to do is take care of themselves. And, right. and But my thing is like his generalizations about nobody wants you if you're over a size six. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I do think that society standards set a tone as to what men will look for in a mate. But I think it's a blanketed statement for him to say, like you were saying, like you don't necessarily know these numbers that he uses, which are the white people BMI, whatever, you know what I mean? Whether or not it applies. But again, I do think that we as women it's not that we don't want to be healthy. A lot of times we got other shit and stress to worry about. That is not number one. Health is not at the top of the list. I know plenty, there's plenty of black women groups and stuff. People look at all the black women on Peloton. Like, I think that there is a want. I just think that there are other things that sometimes block that or are again it's just not necessarily a priority it's it's tradition it's the your it's what you're grown up doing what you know to do like it's not until you know i think a lot of times life events happen that people really change their you know somebody dies and you know like it's like no i got to get my health together and you know i just because it's just a general behavior learned behavior and learned customs absolutely and to be clear when women have kids or go through some stressful shit like listen when life happens sometimes people stressy like we're not talking about none of that type of stuff mm -hmm. at all so to be clear we're not shitting on none of that but for me when there's women that are saying oh all the good men want white women those are the situations that I agree with him on because when women are saying shit like that and he's like, well, that high value man that makes X amount of money is around all these women that are in great shape and you smoke black and miles and got four kids. Why do you think that nigga wants you? And I can agree with that because I feel like a lot of women 
chase <laughs> chase the the quad Tims. mom and have four children. But you like <laughs> wow. That high value man was in school and playing chess. You was chasing dick dogs from hustlers, and now these niggas is all in in Auburn and and and, and Comstock and and Southport doing football numbers, and they unavailable. Now you see like this high value man walking around, and all of a sudden he owe you something. Nah, like so. Those are the people that I think when he's talking about them, that's why extra agree with when he's talking about these people that are walking around like oh well these guys don't want me and 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 he'll tell them he's like yo listen high value men are around a lot of different women and you only as um confined as your options right so if i'm a high value man hypothetically working in midtown and I'm walking around with a latte in Patagonia, and I see on one block two slim white women, two mid-sized black women, a slim black woman, a Latina, and two thick black women. I, I can take all the information in and I can pick, as opposed to if I'm a nigga that make minimum wage and I live with my mom's and at night she puts the top latch on and I don't really leave my block and all that's around me are baby mamas. That's all I'm going to gravitate to is baby mamas and the baby mamas is going to feel like I'm their demographic. Now that baby mama can't come to Midtown to work in the mailroom and tell me as a high value man that if I don't choose her, something wrong with me. No, because he's comparing you to the entire spectrum of women that he can he can pick yeah, cougars but there's plenty of modern women there's plenty of modern women in midtown and there's plenty of shout out to midtown shout out to midtown but okay you get my point though you get my that, point that the point the that he's making is that you like it's and vice versa that fast security card dude that was saying women ain't shit he said he broke him down he said bro first of all get in the gym say them all get your bread up and I tell people all the time, if you a broke man, the last thing on your mind should be vagina. Store that all up fast, meditate, and go get your paper, bro. And if if you a man and you broke, you should not be sleeping. You should not be on a gram. You should not be drinking, smoking. You should be getting your paper up. Because men, men are love conditionally. Your love don't condition that you provide. Get that bag, bro. Respectfully. Respectfully. High value man in the building. Listen, so I will, here are my final thoughts. <laughs> Kevin Samuels is for the people who need a Kevin Samuels. All right. What is it? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What does it even mean? Because as a high yeah, value man. I mean, there is a teacher for everybody. There is a, there's a school of thought for everybody. And so for those who need a Kevin Samuels, thank God for Kevin Samuels. Me, I don't need. I think you're gaslighting. <laughs> it sounds like gaslighting. I don't need nobody who has to give me things that I need with violence. I don't need it. Right? No, but he only does that to the women that are bugging. And and because I already understand how this economic system is built on the on the destruction of on black the backs women. of black women. It's perpetuating that shit, and so I'm good on it. It does not mean that he has not taken things that if they are applied, they will work for your life. It doesn't mean he isn't saying some of those things. I am not a follower of this particular gentleman because I believe that there's a choice to use violence in your speech and in your- That was violence. It is violence. It is a form of violence because you just don't have to be a dick. You just don't have to. You just don't have to. But But he chooses, if this is his delivery, then he's just naturally a dick. And that is just not. Afion Crockett has been, he's been imitating him. He does What's that? Afion Crockett has been imitating him. <laughs> the corniest man on the earth, Afion Crockett. <laughs> 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 it's corny. He has all his mannerisms down. It's hilarious. I don't Listen, know. Listen, Afion Crockett ain't worth $2 if he's holding $2. What? He made um, me laugh. <laughs> That's why the show got canceled. Why oh, did Atheon Crockett do to you? He came for Kevin Samuels. Oh, please. 
But yeah. um, uh, yes, Kevin Samuels. I, I hope there's a rival for Kevin Samuels. There won't be. Angela Yee. <laughs> no, there no. There it's, it, it's just so funny because you could tell people be like, they got their shit ready. They about to battle him when they come. And then talking as soon as he asks them a question and literally turns on them, it's like they're completely disarmored. Yeah. And that's why it's like you're never going to win because you're not going to be able to challenge him on a personal level because he's not going to tell you about his personal life. And like anybody confronted with themselves in public that's not a good feeling that's not gonna it's not turn the camera on turn the camera on <laughs> oh this is my tuesday wig oh, oh. <laughs> he's like you're a four at best <laughs> that's a dick he's a dick he's a dick and that's what, yo if people are watching him for shits and giggles whatever you're watching him for if it's for you, then let it be for you. But as para me, <laughs> para para me, Kevin Samuels ain't on a cup of tea, bro. I just I don't think he should be talking to men that way. I don't think he should, I don't think he should be talking to people that way. You know, like they, I mean, I feel how I feel in particular as it relates to black women. But just who? Why the fuck are you talking to niggas like that? <laughs> Often, like, why are you talking to me like this? Like, that's nuts. And then this nigga got the nerve that candles lit. Like, you are you, is this a joke? No, that he's looked like he's in a basement uh, all the time. <laughs> Mom, the meatloaf. Mom. Right, exactly. Like, who is this nigga talking shit from his basement? Like, what? By candlelight. By candlelight, though. Nuts. Listen, it's funny because his older stuff, like, from two years ago, he was way nicer. He yeah. was like... Here's five good winter fragrances for men. He was way nicer. Fuck happened to him. And then he knew. And then when he started being mean, he's like a shock jock. That's exactly. all right. Thank you. you. To love him is to love a Howard Stern. Period. Oh, come on. Come on. That's gaslighting. Force equivalency. That's not gaslighting. All I'm saying is that I've never liked, I've always been very, very suspicious of any gentleman that steps in the lane of like relationship guru, relationship this, and it's heavily marketed at women. I'm always very suspicious of that because if relationships are about inter, it's it's an interpersonal relationship. There are more than one party here. And if it's, if the messaging is so always heavily skewed in one direction, that's the issue. For you me. know, you just, you, it's just not, it's just not, it's not even fair. You know what I mean? And it's like, what unconsciously happens is that subsects of men who really do hate women then follow this man like he's the those comments the comments feel like my my mother hated me yeah. she, she didn't have a man and i took that for years <laughs> Niggas hate their moms. We've Niggas said this before. Men hate their mothers. Not all. Not all. Shout out to mama. All, but many, all many. To Kevin Samuel's page. They all are subscribed to Kevin Samuel's <laughs> Every single last one of them. Because it's fucking nuts. So my thing is, I cannot, I, I don't know that I can be a, I can touch anything or be near anything that is going to breed that level of vitriol. Like, give it life. You know what I mean? That's the same thing niggas are mad at Trump at, right? That his hate speech was causing niggas to get agitated. Why would we wouldn't feel the same way about this nigga? Why would I not feel the same way about this nigga? Speaking of the president, uh, Joseph Biden has been in office over 100 days. And we got to check in and see what he has done for us lately. Which, as of right now, he ain't forgive student loans. He has not packed the court full of more justices that can change. Like, what has he done? Who has he put in place? I know he's nominated a few people that I know into his cabinet and into the DOJ. Shout out to them. Mm -hmm. But can anybody tell me what he's actually done in his first 100 days that's, like, beneficial to us? Well, he put our soror as uh, the head of the department of HUD. And she's working on infrastructure as well and housing. Um, I mean, Pete Buttigieg, Department of Transportation. Pete, wait, the mayor? I think, huh? The mayor? 
Yeah, he's Department of Transportation. And they they have the they had they just had their rollout of, you know, their plan to put, you know, have a certain amount of um, electrical vehicles on the road and and um, doing EV stations for charging. Um, I think they're supposed to be revamping subways and um, and then and then the Internet they're they're looking at the internet as infrastructure and um, making sure that it's functioning throughout the whole country because that is a thing guys like there are people that live in places where there is no internet yeah yikes where like west virginia i don't i don't know but i'm sure there might be places there that are like that um what else what else has he done I just I I'm not I'm not following. You're not following. <laughs> no. He's like he got it. All right. We don't have to run to Twitter to see what's happening if the if the country's on fire like we used to. So I guess yeah. that helps. I mean, we like. I mean, I don't know. I I, I I'm not following, but um, I guess based off the things we were able to point out much hasn't been going on anyway to have caught my attention um but this was there's just a piece of me that's wondering if this is the lull that I anticipated where he's actually not putting out and nobody really gives a shit because we have a false sense of security Mm -hmm. you know and this was this was what I anticipated and I'm like oh I wonder if this is where we're at right now because like you know there's just there was so much so much to say about the last president that like now there's like not so much Mm-hmm. And um, as everybody said, where's the ticker? There's right. no more ticker, is there? Right. Where's the COVID ticker tracker? Right. It's it's all feeling like all right. Whatever he gets done, it gets done and stuff. Even though, like, I know that like we haven't even begun to see the real fallout of this pandemic economically, at least. Mm. Well, they're propping everything up, which is. Yeah, I think that it's super trash, the fact that the Democrats control the White House and Congress, and it doesn't feel like they're pushing anything through. The GOP had control over the presidency and Congress. They be putting out mad stuff fast. Mm -hmm. And I feel like come January, there's no guarantee that this power will still be in place. So why not, like, go ham, right, and do all you can to make sure that whatever liberal policies that you want to push through – you push through. The only thing I've heard of him passing through is an anti-Asian hate bill in the Senate as of right now. And I feel like that's that's one of those things that is useful, right? But for Black people, why are we not pushing forth those same things for us as well? Like, I don't know if I've seen like a Black Lives Matter bill or anything else along those lines. And I feel like Biden, and that's not a knock on the Asian caucus for doing their thing because they obviously did their thing to get that pushed through. But Biden, bro, like, where you at? You, like, mm-hmm. if he any extra stimmy money, what you, what you, what else you niggas need? Right. But the, the George Floyd, is it an anti-lynching bill? I did not see that, but if it's there, that's great. But I still in, in the um in Congress. And like, I'm still happy Trump is out, right? Because the fact that Trump is in office, you know, his DOJ versus Biden's DOJ should be different, right? Yeah. There should be very different cabinets that will have very different people in federal offices doing better things. So I'm happy about that. But, you know, time will tell how this all plays out. Um, and I know that, you know, this week, the Derek... Chauvin verdict came out in the George Floyd case. And I feel like that was a good moment. You know, sentences haven't, like he hasn't been sentenced, right? So I'm hopeful that he gets the sentence that he deserves, which is, you know, the maximum for what he did. But um, what was crazy was that by the time that verdict came out, I was like, I, I can breathe a little bit, no pun intended, before I went to sleep, I opened up my phone and I saw that a young black girl had gotten shot by a cop in Ohio. 
And I'm like, yo, is this shit planned? Like, are they making it so that you don't have a moment to kind of like rebalance yourself or recenter yourself and, and feel like uh, celebratory or like happy? Like, like, is this like purposely meant to keep you off balance and, and to keep you stressed and anxious if the George Floyd verdict comes out and then the same day within the hour, another black person is killed by a cop all over the news. And um, the media tried to at first put it out as if uh, this cop was a hero. And then the bozos on social media were posting videos of this young, young girl laying there and those types of like, for the record, if you're listening, do not post videos of death. Don't do it. Say their Without name. A warning. Without a warning. Don't post it, period. Say their name, put their hashtag up. But watching trauma, like, what does that do? I haven't seen that video. I, don't I didn't watch it. it. I, mean, I didn't watch the George Floyd video either. I haven't watched any trauma. The last video that I watched was Eric Gardner. And since then, I told myself, I'm not watching this shit. Like, at the end of the day, say their name, advocate. But you posting on your private Instagram profile a video or whatever from a private profile, nobody but your friend is going to see it. Like, mm-hmm. put money together, go to the local board, like, do something but social media. Because social media, all it's going to do is hold the mirror to your pain and to your trauma, right? Like, so one, we got to start watching that stuff. But then two, I feel like the media's take on it like can really convolute shit really quickly and it'll dehumanize victims, right? And I think that <clears throat> the weird thing with this one, and I actually was, was told to somebody about this the other day, was that his young girl, 15, apparently, you know, was getting jumped, um, went and got a knife and was about to stab one of the people who was jumping her and the cop got there at that point and started letting off. Mm-hmm. But for me, you know, the questions that people were asking was like, yo, if that was your loved one on the other end of that knife, would you call that cop a hero? And then the other question was the adults that were there, why didn't they not de-escalate the situation? Like there was a grown ass man kicking a girl in the head, like fuck are y'all doing? But then again, you think about like Apparently- growing up, their mother called these people to beat her up because she wasn't in line. That's crazy. Like the what? The people what? The foster mother called these people to beat her up. It was like grown women. It was like a twenty-eight-year-old woman that she was in the altercation with. It That's wasn't crazy. like other girl, little girls. I don't know. It's 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 sickening to see this all over. And I'm it's like, you know, I was thinking the other day, I was like, you know, when Rodney King happened, I don't think I watched a video of Rodney King. They had the video on, but I don't think I necessarily watched it. But I'm just like, I feel like as a kid, it wasn't so much in your face, right? Right. And I'm thinking like as I'm as these kids are growing up and they're like, it's in the news, they're talking about it in school, they know George Floyd's name, like like what do they think when they consistently see like see video of not like hear a story about but like see people being treated like that because of the color of their skin like it's it's scary it's and I feel very bad for our youth today to have to you know grow up with it so much in your face you know I mean I guess maybe it's better that you know and you're not like in denial of it because you know now we're a lot more woke in our old age when you've consistently seen it over and over again and you've heard the stories Mm -hmm. but I just it's like what does it do to see to see a video like that like why is it in the paper like I mean I guess maybe it's for the benefit of white people who claim they don't know so that they can't act like they don't know. Mm-hmm. But they already knew. They just, you know, like. It's only when you said, you know, like, do they do this, like, intentionally to, like, emotion, almost to emotionally exhaust you? And the answer is, yeah. <laughs> it's easy. Like, it's just, if I overwhelm you, then it makes you open to whatever messaging I'm giving you. 
you get it just it that's just mm. like like I'm t- I'm tired so now I'm I'm retain I'm like not necessarily retaining but it's my defenses to like the gates to my brain aren't all the way operable you know and I feel like when you emotionally exhaust people you kind of just break their spirit it's kind of like ah oh, they'll get used to this in a way there's a numbing of our um of our senses in a way with this information I like 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 you guys I haven't watched the George Floyd video. Honestly, for me, the turning point with social media and death came um, with two moments. The first moment was when there was a serial killer in um, who was who was like a, a queue, I think, on the East Coast somewhere in Pennsylvania. Not surprised. Shut up. <laughs> and um, and they showed when he shot he shot that elderly man on Facebook Live. That was like a moment for me. And then the second was with Nipsey. Cause like, you know, with most of your other rappers, nobody saw it. It was only whoever was there. And for the first time I watched social media circulate so many videos of, with this man dying that I just was like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore because I don't know when this became a genre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know when this became a thing, but like, I I don't want any part of it. So yeah. And and I didn't even know about these shootings because I don't watch the news and I had taken some time off the gram for a little bit. So like, I didn't know these shootings that happened. Um, And it's really, I mean, it's unfortunate, like all the other shootings, but it's kind of like, you know, you have to wonder a media that curates its information to a T, you have to wonder why they continue to choose to show you these things. And so, you know, like you said, PNL, it's not a matter of not venerating these people in the sense of saying their names and whatever else, but like you can't continue to break your spirit over and over and over again by absorbing this media that they are choosing to give it to you. And that they're, they're just choosing the same amount of white people die a day, drunk driving and all kinds of extra shit. We don't hear about none of these niggas. We don't hear about none of these niggas. So you have to, like, I just, even, and it ties, for me at least, it just feels, this entire conversation, whether we're talking about Biden, whether we're talking about the media, the police shootings or whatever, it just, it just feels like a part of a very big picture. One big fact for me, that this system is gonna keep doing what the fuck this system keeps doing. And it really is going to be on our parts to have the self-sovereignty to kind of guard our minds and our spirits because, this overwhelm, this emotional exhaustion that had watching black bodies fall, kids, girls, like, it, I mean, what, I don't know what it's going to do for us. You know, protests aren't even really effective, if you ask me, like, niggas are getting permits to walk down the street and tell people that we matter. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like that shit for me personally. For me, it's that's not it. But like, <laughs> I, I just, I just, I, at this point, I care more about everybody just protecting themselves from this incessant news cycle that is tragedy after tragedy after tragedy. Because they're not gonna let up. They're not gonna let up. A pandemic didn't stop this this mm-hmm. this nonsense in actual activity or in the broadcasting. Well, like I did the way that they couch it is as if like this, they pick a particular case to highlight. I mean, generally many don't always have video accompanying it, but they pick and choose which one is gonna be the new one that yeah. everyone is looking at. And it's like the numbers show that this happens at least, you know. 200 to 300 times a year a person is killed a black person is killed Mm -hmm. by the police right Mm -hmm. so like for you to pretend like oh this is the new thing that happened no we know we already know it's constantly happening let's just acknowledge it as such instead of acknowledging it as a a one-off and uh what happened and what the facts no it's a problem it's a systematic problem but don't highlight it in that you know this new person is a martyr, right? You know, like right. with Nancy Pelosi talking about some. We thank George Floyd for dying. What for, the fuck? Like, kind of- <laughs> what? Like no, no one should be dying. Irritating, but- 
It's wild. Did I tell you guys? This is tangential. I'm so, but like, did I tell you guys? You guys know that I went to, like, I went out to Key West for a few days. Um, and I had an incident out there. They had to tell the cops about themselves, too. I did not tell Cheryl. Yeah, what happened? Oh, girl. Okay, I I was riding to the beach on my last day there. And this woman in a parked car, she, she kind of like opened her car door out to me and was like, niggers don't belong down here. What? Yes, girl. Did I not tell you that? No. Yeah, she was like, niggers don't belong down here. Where was this? This was Key West. Yes, yes, yes. And I had to, I had to park my bike in the middle of the street and proceed to um allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly, thank you. I, <laughs> I had to get answers. Uh-huh. You know, I just asked for some clarification. You know, my I was riding with two of my homegirls and they had saw what happened and was like, you know, we then at another point, a little further down the road, you know, ask for some more clarification. <laughs> but also, you said, people, bitch. Uh, no, I mean, listen, I would, there's, let me tell you something. There's something, well, let me finish it. So we called the cops. I called the police because, like, honestly, it felt like someone took the wind. That was harassment. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, E. Thank you. I really wish he was in my pocket at that point because, like, I called the cops. I had a brown officer at first. Um, and I thought, okay, let's see how this goes. You know what I mean? It didn't go the way we thought it was gonna go. I'm sure she was just joking. No, he was said. like, you know, honestly, like it's really, it's really unfortunate that she said that, but a crime didn't happen. You know, like, you know, this, she, if she had physically assaulted you, then we would have had something, but like, you know, there's nothing we can do. He was like, what, what course of action would you like me to take? I said, bring your supervisor down here. I want to talk to him too. Brings the supervisor down. Supervisor is a white fat guy on the force 30 years. You know, they, and both of them, everyone down there said the same thing, which was kind of, it was very get out-ish. They were like, this isn't happening, QS. This is the very first time we've ever received. Yeah, right. Literally, Eric, literally, Jazzy, literally. They were like, this is the first time we've ever gotten anything like this. So the, the I knew that was full of shit when the, the supervisor was like, um, you know, because she didn't hit you, there's nothing we can do. And or, or threatened. Is she threatened to to give? But I told him that you know, she was using her. But she's in a vehicle. You should play wow. that. Clip. She's in a vehicle, telling me that I don't belong here. Yo. And she 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 turned her wheel towards me. But that's what I told him. I said <laughs> she was weaving through us with her car. She knew she was in a car. You know what I'm saying? But like. Mm-hmm. On top of that, they couldn't find her identity. The plates were from California and not from Florida. So we don't know where. This is why the law is always open to interpretation and you take certain facts. Because if it was the other way around, Mm -hmm. then they would have said, oh, well, you know, she's saying that she felt threatened and, you know, we weren't here we're gonna at least have to like write you you know a dat you come in handle this we won't take you down to the station but you're gonna have to answer these, for this listen, and this is these guys refuse to like escort me anywhere because i was like i don't know where she is you don't know where she is and i didn't solicit that so i don't know this island is only five miles wide like she can be anywhere so, you know, mm-hmm. they were like, yeah, no, we need a tactical something. We need to approve that. So we can't do that. I said, whatever. So then afterwards, did this man said, I was like, sir, I know that you don't think a crime happened here, but I'm telling you I was assaulted today. Um, and, and I know that you're going to tell me this kind of thing doesn't happen in Key West, but I'm here to tell you that because it happened to me today, it officially happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was like, well, I was like that word. He was, and he said to me, well, you know, if someone called me a cracker, I would just like, let it roll off my back. I was like, sir, crack, you understand that cracker and nigger are not the same thing. (laughs) And I was like, that cracker doesn't get you strung up by cheek by by on trees. It doesn't get you shot by cops. It doesn't like that word doesn't result in black and white bodies dying. It doesn't, it doesn't result in that. He proceeds to say, well, listen, I'm not here to argue what happened 200 years ago. I was not here 200 years ago. I was like, what? I'm girl, literally. I'm like, 
So, okay, first of all, you're short about two or 300 years. Secondly, um, like nobody is, I'm not saying that you're here, you were, you're responsible for the people back then. I'm telling you that the weight of what happened today is the same back then as it is now. Okay, and that's a very experiential thing. But um, your boy was, he then offered me a hug. Mm -hmm. He was like, sometimes hugs heal. The officer? I said, sir, you stay right here. I'm going to go. Did you offer him a walk word? Ugh. Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look. It's in a book. A reading rainbow. My work word, my work word is nonsense. <laughs> But yes, that was a very big tangent, but yeah, um, that was my Kia 6 But listen, my seriously, my work word is this. Y'all ready? We are. Yes. Okay, boom. I picked the word, the work word for today is sustainability. I realized that yesterday was Earth Day. Oh, yes. Go planet. Yeah, go planet. Exactly. And so I think it would make a lot of sense to uh, use the word sustainability. And sustainability is a noun. The quality of not being harmful to the environment or depleting natural resources and thereby supporting long-term ecological balance. There's too many thought boxes in the hood that diminish the sustainability of our neighborhoods and our communities. Is that a good sentence for it? Say it again. There's too many thought boxes in the hood that diminish the, the sustainability of our communities and our neighborhoods. <laughs> I don't, I think, uh, I don't know. I don't know, Jazzy. I don't, I don't know that, uh, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't know if it's working for me, PNL. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad. Yo, I didn't realize it was Earth Day, but my kids came home with like mini Earths. I'm like, Fuck are you doing with a mini Earth? <laughs> yes, it was, it was Earth Day. And we honestly need to start paying attention to the planet, guys. We do. I have one. The sustainability fashion that Rent the Runway gives warms my heart. Oh, how beautiful. Good yeah. job. So she get finger snaps and I, ah, it's so good. So good. I mean, usually you be coming through with them. I don't know what happened on this <laughs> <laughs> I'm rusty. I'm rusty. Um, all right. Well, thank you for the woke word. Um, Jazzy, would you like to humor us with some uh, Supreme Court news? There was a new case that came out just this week that pretty much guts some important cases from 2012 as as it relates to the uh, life sentences of juveniles. Yes, is Jones versus uh, Mississippi. And um, they decided to allow states um, the opportunity to uh, give lifetime um, sentences to juvenile offenders. And I guess, I mean, I'm not generally someone that keeps up, I would say, with Supreme Court and, and um, um, the like, but because I feel like the this being this news being on the heel of this young lady um you know being shot by the police and basically condemned to life like they took her life away um it you know i've been reading a lot of articles about the innocence of you know black and brown children and how they refer to you know they were even in the article with her they referred to her as a young woman the girl was 14 years old mm -hmm. and you know but yet 21 year old um white men that go to shoot up um stores are kids and 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 the like so you know it just the juxtaposition of like how this will disproportionately affect black and brown people especially in you know southern states like mississippi alabama texas the places that has, still are using the death penalty um i you know and i i it, it just all goes back to i just believe in overall i don't know if you guys have watched extinguish the brutes on yes. 
on HBO. I love Raul Peck. He is I mean, I mean, and it just all goes back to the extermination of Black people as a race. Like everything is, is designed, it is designed for that purpose. And it, I, I mean, I don't necessarily know if we have to be, like, it's literally on the TV around, like, you cannot deny that. It, it is for the purpose of starving them, having no homes. Like, it's it's all for the purpose of their, of our, uh, their, our extinction. Yeah. And um, it, I don't know, it, it, it's, 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 it's really sick to watch. But again, I just think we need to pack the court, like, it, it, it's time to stop playing, you know, fair. So one thing I'll add to that too, is that the reason why this case is so important is because typically after 2012, the Supreme Court said that there was no, like it was unconstitutional and it violated the eighth amendment um, to have mandatory life sentences for minors, right? Without a factual determination that that minor was irreparably corrupted and the more recent ruling that the Jaggi's talking about now says that you don't need to make that factual determination that that juvenile is like so far corrupted that that life sentence is warranted so now there's more like pretty much judges can do more with less right they can take one set of facts and instead of doing the extra work and having to justify the life sentence now it's like all right well based on this here's a jersey, like you roofed, like you, mm-hmm. like you're not coming home. Mm-hmm. And we've seen in places like Florida, you know, 14 year olds have gotten life sentences. 15 year olds have gotten life sentences. Like George, George Stinney got yeah. executed in, in what, 1928 or something like that. He was like the youngest person ever executed. At 14, he got the electric chair for a crime he didn't do, right? So, we're not that far, like that was less than a hundred years ago, right? And it's scary to think about the fact that um, these things are happening, but for the bozos that are team Trump, the three key justices that voted on behalf of this this ruling were Trump appointees. Brett Kavanaugh wrote the opinion. <laughs> so for those that think that, you know, their vote doesn't matter or you know, Trump wasn't that bad. This is like a direct spillover effect of having that guy in office. Mm-hmm. It's really unfortunate going after the young, like the, the youth like this. I mean, it almost doesn't make sense how someone could not consider, especially with the visibility that the, like the prison, the school to prison pipeline has gotten over the years and, you know, all of these uh, mandatory minimums and all that stuff. And even as everyone okays cannabis, we, we're having to look at how we have, you know, um, unjustly incarcerated far more black and brown people. And so to, to, to be like, yeah, it's okay to slap, you know, life on a minor. Who the, who the, who the hell do you think it's going to impact? You know what I mean? It's almost so, it's almost so common sense. It's, this is stupid. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, I'm not seeing how you didn't see this and I don't have a law degree. I didn't go like, I'm not seeing how you ain't see it. No, Unless it was intentional, like you're saying, Jackson, in which I believe it is. It and is. this is my issue sometimes with, <laughs> with the Democratic Party, is that the GOP does shit blatantly. Blatantly. Mm-hmm. Like, they do this stuff, like, they don't hide their hand. They do this shit blatantly. And all Pelosi you're going to do is wear some fucking kente cloth and, 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 and hold struggle, hands. And next. struggle to get up from the floor after she takes a hobbly-ass knee. She's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, but I mean, my- I was like, they have the power to move things forward. They just don't. And I just, I don't know, again, I just see that the, 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 the moderate Democrats, the, you know, the, they are going to become the new Republican party, I feel like. And it's just going to be super liberals and everybody in between because i just i i eventually the republicans are going to die out this is what this is all for because they know their numbers are dwindling and very soon they will not be the majority in the country it's like they've already somewhat lost i think you know 
And that's, I agree, because in South Africa, like, the uh, white folks down there weren't the majority, but they had a regime of power called apartheid, apartness, to make sure that they can control mm-hmm. people that outnumbered them like four to one. And this mm-hmm. is like the same basic shit. Mm-hmm. But instead of trying to, you know, fix this stuff, Katz is worried about what rapper got arrested and learning the latest niggery dance. I mean, I, I don't. I, I need to buy the book, but I don't know if you guys have been reading or listening to any of Charles Blow's um, interviews about um, reclaiming Black economic power. Um, and so he speaks about Black people moving back down south um, to Texas, Georgia. You know, just making our presence there to turn these states blue and actually get the senators that we need in Congress in order to get the majority to pass, you know. Mm-hmm. Tell him to go with his family. And once they get down there and they situated, I'll move down afterwards. Well, I mean, I mean, it, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I have several friends that are moving down south or have moved. I do too. Well, my philosophy isn't necessarily down south. I just feel like go back to black cities and go build that up. Right. It's already a stronghold. Like go just go back there, you know? Right. I mean, my thing is when I'm in the south in in a weird way, I've said this before, I do feel more comfortable and it's because I feel like in the south you can defend yourself in a different kind of way and I think people are more respectful because I feel like it can go down. Right? Like I've walked around, you know, food fairs in uh, Columbia, South Carolina, and I've walked around and I, I, like when I'm down south, I'm armed, right? In every way possible. You can add to that whatever you want to. So I feel different in the south because I feel like I'm more respectful, but people also more respectful. And I feel like um, what I like about the south is that if you go to the wrong town, they let you know you're in the wrong town, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't hide how they feel, yep. right? And the energy is the energy. And I feel like because of that, you kind of know what it is now. That army dude the other day was wailing, pushing that kid, right? Um, oh. Because had he encountered the wrong person, the wrong person might have like blew his liver on the sidewalk respectfully. Like, I'm just saying what it is down there. Because everybody down there got a gun. So yeah. to be pushing somebody, kid, you know, is wild. But I do think that part of the the struggle here is that, um, and this is like my parting words, but I just feel like it's 2021. If you still, you know, fighting another man who has never harmed you over a color, um a block that you don't own or anything else like that, but letting T-Shop pose anybody else come on your block and buy your block or move you off your block, then you a whole slouch. And mm-hmm. in our in our community, we need more warriors and less slouches, right? Like, if you're not going to help build this thing back, just get out of the way and, you know, I don't know. I'm tired of all these soy boys, man. I'm tired of all these, all these coins and slouches you said soy boys? Yeah, man. Catch Vicky too wow. much soy, man. Like, get them all out of here, man. Nah, because, listen, I'm tired of walking around and seeing these, these beta males that's not, like, you're not building a community up, right? Like, you're not doing nothing for the community. Just get out the way, man. Mm-hmm. Is this the, oh, is this my parting words? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Sorry, oh. I just started rambling. But, yes. Um... I guess uh, my parting words would be, um, you know, it's cool what other people say about you, but what you say about you matters most. Oh. I will say that. So please hold on to that as you listen to Kevin Samuels. Yes, please. Don't do that. Please don't call about you. Okay. You can call in, but be a baddie. Stop calling in. Don't call in. It doesn't matter. He will find anything. Like, he's a street rat and we don't respect him, but 
I, I can't wait for somebody to come tell the tell all, all the ex-wives, whoever, come, come tell it all. We can't wait. We're waiting. Oh boy. But yeah, what you say about you matters most. It, it's the only thing that matters actually. Um, I like that. As long as like, you know, you're just keep it real with yourself. If you're harming niggas, then, then what they are saying about you might be true. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, what you say about you is the only thing that matters. That's all I got. Um, things are opening back up. Please be careful out there. Yeah. Yeah. Watch out for these low value women with black and miles. Oh my goodness. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? (laughs) (laughs) I cannot. Episode 57 in the books. We out here. We back on deck. We will be on your favorite platforms. We still got the merch. We still got the site and all that. Holla Chagualas, over and out. No matter where we face, we must face a moment of truth, baby.